Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number nine. Uh, this week, we are featuring our second guest on the on the podcast. We've got Doobie Industries, uh, who How's it going? be known as E throughout the course of this podcast. Um, and Doobie, kicking us off here, what do you got to drink? Uh, I got some McKellen Gold on some rocks, some ice. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be fanciest thing yet. I don't know. No, no we had some. We had some uh, Uncle Val's gin, and so I think Uncle <laughs> Val's takes like... the cake for the fanciest. It's probably not the most expensive though. Uh, what no, kind no, of alcohol more is that? You're more uh, relevant. Oh, it's a it's a whiskey. It's a scotch. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a a scotch. Yeah. I just think scotch. of scotch as being the most like prestigious, bougie drink. You know, I like I it, like man. Champagne's up there too. And I'm oh, a big yeah. fan of scotch. Champagne's I feel like champagne there. could be probably okay. the bougiest. Yeah, but you don't think Tequilas of cham- can be bougie too. They can be. There's a lot of things yeah. that can be bougie, but like when you're talking about what comes off as the most bougie when you just say it, I feel like scotch has, oh, I'm or like some cognac. Super malt scotch. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. it comes off as really bougie. Cognac. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cognac is up there. Brandy. I feel like yeah. brandy, not so much. Well, yeah. champagne has, like, its times, right? It's like, oh, it's New Year's, let's drink some champagne. Oh, mm-hmm. it's brunch, we're having mimosas. Yeah, like, but it's never not bougie. Prosecco's not bougie, but champagne's yeah. always <laughs> a little bougie. True, true, if it's real champagne, but nobody yeah. actually buys that shit, so. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as suggested in the last episode, we've actually eliminated the Valorant from this podcast. It's going to be uh, solely a discussion about alcohol from here on out. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant it's going to be called drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's just just drunk now. Yeah, um, yeah, the drunk podcast. Alrighty, uh, Hunter, I I heard you just got up to go grab some beers. So, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I'm dipping back into my uh, free beer uh, collection again today, but we got some different ones, uh, two different. First of all, a beer that I really like, it's called Turtle Power. It's a grapefruit pale uh, ale, IPA, by um, Evil Genius, who makes some really incredible beers. Uh, Definitely one of my favorites. And then to go along with that, we have the Vienna Lager from Devil's Backbone, uh, which is like caramelly. Uh, like malted, it's a more traditional lager with some some really nice flavors in it. So, pretty hyped well, about my my beers today. I normally hear you guys drinking sometimes beers. I don't even know. Do you guys drink mainly like local breweries for where everyone is and that sort of thing, or do you guys drink a lot of domestics at all? I'd say I mean, Cass, yeah, Cass and I Chase drink a lot. I usually locals. go for the locals. Uh, Hunter yeah. has listed a bunch of like local Marin breweries though, like. Yep. Devil's Backbone, I know from growing up back in DC. Uh, the other one, Turtle Power, I don't recognize the name on that. Evil Genius, but... I believe that's local as well. It might be PA, but like it's definitely. Mm. Let me see if it says on the book. No, no, no. It's a it's a pale ale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Chase, I think that joke would have gone over quite a few people's heads right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite get it, but it was funny all all the less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you got for us? Uh, so I got something that uh, Cass made me buy at the store, which I was actually a little bit hesitant about because it's a New England uh, IPA, which is not typically something that I like. But I cracked this one open and I actually enjoy it quite a bit. And it's uh, the Backcountry Brewing. Damn alligator just popped up. Got me down in my prime. Yep. <laughs> what? 
Happy, Happy Gilmore reference. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, line from Happy Gilmore. So, of course, that's a uh, a factor in purchasing these beers yeah. is that uh, whether or not I recognize the quote is always like, a, oh, I gotta buy that. What's that yeah. guy's name again? It's like Tubbs or something. Uh, the oh, dude no, with no, the yeah. Um, you can yeah. read it. It's it, Chase. If you want to flip around your beer, because I've also got one of these beers that I stole from Chase. Or you could just tell uh, me, Chubbs. It, yeah, Tubbs. Chubbs Patterson. Peterson. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen hand. I haven't seen Happy Gilmore, so I felt like you'd be oh, better really? off just reading oh. that one out. Oh, dude, I love Happy Gilmore. Yeah, no, that's a yeah, great beer actually. So and great movie. Okay, um, so I got a Superflux. Uh, which one is it? They make it very hard to figure out what the name is. They got really cool cans, but like, oh, it's a I got, okay. So I'm drinking a Jellystone by Superflux Brewing today. What um, kind of beer is that? It's an IPA. Okay. Uh, Superflux mostly makes IPAs, but um, for a very long time they were my favorite brewer in Vancouver. Um, they might still be my favorite brewery in Vancouver, but uh, I am a big fan of Backcountry and Coast Mountain or Coastal Mountain as well. Neither of which are in Vancouver. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> those, uh, those are both Whistler. Yeah, well, Backcountry or... Swam and then Coastal Mountain Brewings and Wes. Yeah. But like. Uh, just, you know, from the local area, the vicinity of where I spend my time. Uh, they definitely used to be my favorite brewery, but uh, it's up in the air now. Well, it does sound pretty rad. Okay, so now that we've gotten what we're drinking out of the way, um, Hunter, I believe I heard some rumors of some Mad Libs going on. Oh, absolutely. But first, I want to give the floor to Doobie to tell us a little bit more about himself. What uh, agents do you like to play? Uh, you know, yeah sure too it's all up to you yeah cool so i'm the resident iron on the team i do be forever (laughs) iron um i you know i i like to think that i'm kind of good um i like to think i help the team out but you know uh i mainly main rays or viper um and then sometimes i play sky here and there but um and i'm Normally pretty flexible, but I nor I think I get uh my best games with Rays out of anyone else. Yeah, I would like to qualify real quick that uh uh Doobie, you play above the level of an iron most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really nice having you in our party because then <laughs> we get that uh average MMR just yeah. in yeah. the tank. So we, we actually play against irons, but you're not playing like an iron, which yeah. is really nice. I mean, so a more accurate way that I can put it is that I normally gold star against, like, silver. Like, silver two, silver three. I normally uh, white or gold star against them. Mm -hmm. So basically what Doobie is saying is that he smurfs on his main. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you're a gold gold level player in iron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I'm in iron, but I just am. <laughs> I don't know either, to be honest. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is honestly crazy, because it's not like you play like that with us uh, that often. I feel like it must be when you solo queue games, there's just some there's some shenanigans happening at some point. I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> so that is fair. Uh, in the last season, I solo queued more than I solo queue now. And like three out of five games, we would get someone just leave middle of the match, like fifth round. I was like, all right, sick. Yeah, um, it's really tough playing in iron, honestly. Like, there'll be yeah. times where you literally just have bots on your team, and you're like, I don't know what to play. This is a 3v5. There's a two stack of bots. 
Yeah, like, or someone yeah. who just like auto WQs and then that's it. And it's like, all right, we're playing four four v five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like struggle is real. Iron yeah. was probably the hardest rank for me to grind out of, um, as opposed to bronze or silver. Um, I would honestly say that iron was more, the most difficult for me to leave. Interesting. Like I, I feel like I, I went through bronze pretty quickly because in one act I was I went from iron one to silver one. Nice. Um, and then I've been in in silver since, but. Like, was that the act you switched from, like, always buying the judge? <laughs> no, actually, that was just over the summer. Um, like, I think I I ditched the judge long before I see, um, I see. That, that grind. It was just me, mostly just me playing every day and actually understanding the game finally. Yeah, you've been playing a lot. I was going to say, like, specifically over the summer, like, you'd, you'd play multiple matches, like, a day consistently, which is obviously going to help you improve. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel like even if you don't put much effort into like trying to get better at aiming or like game sense, like if you just play enough, like it's gonna come with time. Mm-hmm. You might not improve as fast as somebody who is putting in that effort, but like if you do anything enough, you're probably gonna get better at it. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's dude, not to say ready? that you weren't putting any effort into it, just as a qualifier. No, I wasn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doobie, you ready for some ad libs? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, okay, let's start with a verb. Playing. Playing? Playing. Cool. Oh, uh, Gibby, for for the record, this is a not PG podcast, so your word selection can be whatever well, you It's almost like yeah. he has, hasn't yeah. listened to this show before. Yeah, oh, almost. Yeah, <laughs> you know, hearing, yeah. Al, hearing Alex just drop the F word for every verb, <laughs> noun, everything. He was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you gotta uh, be more then, creative than that. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> Alex molding right now as he listens to this. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> place, it can be fictional or real, just the, the name of a place. Um, Ascent. <laughs> Ascent like map. You're cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, noun. This can be either singular or plural. Oh. Um. Drops. Drops. <laughs> like Twitch drops. drops. So that's how it ends up being. Uh, just in general. Or like the entrance to site on fracture drops. And, or like <laughs> someone dropping something. I got um yeah, but dropping is a verb. So I guess we're taking no, verbs. I know, no, drops. but drops. Okay. Well, however, I've got okay, okay. I've got a raindrops gif is my computer screen background. So so that's but anything. The ambiguity it. of it. Cool. Uh verb. Um fucking. <laughs> oh. Alex is suddenly uh suddenly relieved that uh, yes that you're now in a position where you have to resort to fucking and an adjective. Ooh. Um fast. Fast? Fast. Unrelated to the previous word. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's uh the very the first section of the Mad Libs. I'm gonna go ahead and send this to Cass. Who will then read it out for us? I just DM'd it to you, Cass. Okay. Um, do I read out the first line you sent me, or do I just read out the second line you sent me? 
let me make sure I didn't send you something I didn't intend. Yeah, you can read yeah. the whole thing. Okay, so bio. Raze plays out of ascent with her big drops and big guns. Ooh. With her blunt force trauma playstyle, she excels at <laughs> fucking entrenched enemies and clearing fast spaces with a generous dose of boom. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Very nice. Very Sounds nice. accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually not a bad description. I mean, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe a little bit of NSFW uh, mm-hmm. trench yeah. fucking in there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you think uh, all the soldiers during World War One were doing when, you know, they were holed up for a long time with little changing on the battlefield? I mean, just praying for Christmas to come. <laughs> 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 praying for Christmas to come. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Who's Christmas? Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, okay. So now on to the next section. Hit me with the verb. Oh, um, Going. <laughs> okay uh noun shirt shirt yeah shirt verb fucking <laughs> yeah i like how like sadly yeah and uh adjective um i can't let me adjective um brown Cool. All right. I'm going to send this one to uh, Chase to read off. My time has come finally. Oh, yeah. Much like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Always about to come. Did we ever discuss who Christmas was? Yeah. Or we're going to get to that later. Yeah. All right. Saint Nick. Later. That's for our Patreon members only, actually, to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now we're going to talk about the C ability Equip a Boombot. Fire will deploy the boombot, causing it to go in a straight line on the ground, bouncing off walls. Why am I reading the actual? Because <laughs> Dewey said go, which is like no different than the original. <laughs> I'm like, this is just the actual like description. Yeah. Okay. The boombot will lock on to any shirt in its frontal cone and fuck them, exploding for brown damage if it reaches them. All right, nice. Brown damage sounds a little scary. I don't yeah, know. especially I do in the not context. Not want to take of, uh, brown damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I hit eighty for brown damage. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll blend in. All right. Uh, noun. Oh. Um. Bomb. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to repick there. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get it? Did I yeah. get the one? Yeah. I think right. it's probably bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um uh noun a target. Okay. Myself to type something in here. Okay, uh, a status effect. This doesn't have to be actually from Valorant, but like some sort of debuff, either oh. from any game or from Slowing. life. Like something that slows another thing. Mm-hmm. And then a noun. Um, bag. Cool, cool. 
Yeah, so when you said bomb, that was for Raze's uh, cluster grenade. I was like, yeah, let's get like, a different one. Okay. okay. Shells. Yeah. Guys, yeah, I sent this one to Chase. All right, your E ability. Equip a cluster target. Fire to throw the cluster target, which does damage and creates submunitions, each slowing anyone in their bag. Nice. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm just imagining, like, does each cluster target have a like santa sack oh i don't know have you ever tried one of those like races yeah. where you have to like pull a sack up to your waist and then like yeah, potato, uh, yeah, yeah. like a potato sack race? yeah yeah okay so i'm saying yeah. like yeah that's just like the debuff everybody's got to just like, <laughs> be hilarious. <laughs> like the only so way good. you can move is by bunny hopping mm-hmm <laughs> Well, now we're on to our uh, the raises ultimate. Okay, so verb. I'm, I'm my mind's on Valorant. Um, no, may, take your mind off of Valorant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we don't do remember that. this is the drunk podcast. Digging. Uh, adjective. Deep. That's a good adjective. It is, and a noun. Is the last word of the entire Mad Libs, so make it oh. good. Um, ice. Like Smirnoff. Or oh like, God. in my cup. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Rock. Here you go, Cass. Back to you for the final okay. one. Um, the X ability, or alt. Equip a rocket launcher. Fire digs a rocket that goes deep area damage on contact with ice. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it's used for, like, ice fishing. You, like, shoot it into a nice yeah. frozen over lake, go get an ice down. hole going, yeah. and then go fishing. And yeah. does deep damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> deep damage to that ice. Who doesn't love fishing in Quebec? Who, who doesn't love deep damage? <laughs> That's my goal in life, to do as much deep damage as possible. Okay, Ooh. so now the question is, well, sure, do, you prefer Rays, <laughs> do you prefer Raze as she is? Oh, um, yeah. I, so there's one quarrel with Raze that I don't like, and I'd like to be able to, uh, not have the, uh, blast packs on the timer that it is. I want to either, like, set it and then start the timer, or I just, I don't quite know what I want to change about them, but I don't like how the grenade, you press E, and then you, like, left-click to throw, while then on the uh, blast pack, you just press Q, and it automatically throws. Um, So I think her kit should be the same mechanics kind of throughout. Do you think that would ruin the fact that blast packing is such a huge thing with Rays? Oh, I don't see why you couldn't also have that. You know, maybe no, if, but you... if you had to pull out your blast pack and then left click to drop it, that'd just be more cumbersome in terms of the whole double blast pack scenario, right? Yeah, and and I get that. You know, yeah. so I don't really want to change that much because I think she's pretty good how she is, but. Her entire kit, except for the blast packs, are one mechanic, and then the blast packs are a different mechanic. 
And I think it would just be kind of good to have some sort of unity between her whole kit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you believe that uh, that the ult is uh, good doing deep damage as it does? Oh, I think it digs deep. Cool. cool. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> nice. I mean, if we actually want to be serious with that, I think that the raise ult is. Um, oh, I think it's just not on. Oh, I was gonna say it's it's too unreliable. Oh, I mean, with KO, sure. I think with KO, it's like not super good because you can just get cucked just like that with a knife. Um, yep. but other than that, you know, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is very reliable because worst case scenario, you take so much space with it. Yeah. Okay. I guess worst case scenario, you pop it and immediately get head tapped. Um, yep. but like in general, you typically gain a lot of space, even if you don't end up getting like an actual kill or damage off of it. Yeah. It is true. Yeah, well, so I, I enjoy think, it. Wait, hold on. I think Chase might be frozen right now. <laughs> I think so too. I was just trying uh, to like. You know, you want to pull but... out. You want to pull out your rocket launcher and do some deep damage to him since he's frozen <laughs> like ice. Uh, you know, maybe he's just really good at paying attention and staying still and not blinking. All right. Well, is everyone ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We are officially back. Um, and now that we've had some good conversation about Ray's and Doobie's thoughts on Ray's, I think it's time for a very special part of our guest podcast, which is the soapbox. Doobie, what do you want to get off your heart and your chest today? What do you want to lead the group in conversing about? All right, so it's a little bit of a big topic, but I've been thinking about this one. And I don't know if it's the direction that the game will go, but previously... The game has been designed to be metagamed. And by that, I'm going to give a few examples. So, the game gives you hints for what it wants you to do, right? And not only in map design, but in, like, some voice lines and other things like that. So, for example, um, I've got a few right in front of me. On bind, on A short, um, defender side, there is an eyeball, and it's supposed to be for peeking, right? Because you peek that A short when you're on defender side, and there's an eyeball, and it, like, just on drawn on the map, right? I had no and, idea. That's super cool. Yeah, so there's an eyeball, and so there's a lot of other things like that. Um, another example that I have written down is uh, Jet has a voice line that's, like, I think we should play as a team. Um, or something along those lines, and that's to that's the game letting you know that you guys gotta build your teamwork and that you guys are playing either two separate or you know two individual. Um, there there's actually quite a bit more. You know, it it even goes along the lines of you know how on some maps there are like breaks between paint in the design or whatever, and that's right at head level. Cass and I have talked about this before, but yep. if you aim at, like, a certain line, that's head level. Um, and so it's, like, the game incentivizing you to kind of play how they want you to. Uh, I don't think... I think since, like, the Pro League hasn't really been using a lot of that, there's a few things. Like, there's markers for utility use, 
So, for example, like uh, on bind, going out of going into hookah on attacker side, if you line up your boom bot with like one of the pillars, then it goes direct. It bounces off and goes directly into hookah. And I do see like some pro people using that, or at least like last season they did. Um, and so I don't know if it will continue going forward because I don't really see as much of that at like uh, breeze or at fracture. But definitely when the game started, they wanted to help you play the game, even if you didn't really know how. Um, you know, as just before this, I was looking at uh, Ascent. And you know all the animals on um, defending side; those are all like wall bang spots, right? So yeah, that's actually the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about that, Dewey. In terms of yeah. like map markers, there's the famous one that Saikuno called a, t- a turtle, so they added the turtle spray. Yeah, which is yeah. Rad. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my soapbox: is that the game, at least the early design of the game, was made to be like meta gamed was made to be like, oh, this design is here. It wants me to do this here for the advantage. That's really interesting because I feel like a lot of these things, like, I had no idea about. Like, you're talking about, like, an eyeball, like, put on the wall. Like, I've never seen that. Like, the animals, I didn't even know. Cass did some trivia for us a few episodes ago where, uh, maybe it was one of our first episodes, where he was like, where is there a giraffe? And neither Mm -hmm. hunter I knew. We had no idea. So, yeah. oh, like, these are things that, like... It's on Haven, right? No, it's on it's on Ascent. It's on uh, Ascent. Like, it's, like, in between Garage and CT, like, if you're if you're attacking, coming okay. through Garage, it's, like... Sorry, between Market and CT, on the wall, there's, like, a tall draft. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, okay, but, like... Okay, specifically the one that you're talking about with the raised boom bot, like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it does... Like maybe maybe you're right, and maybe the devs did intentionally put that in there, and like it does line up really well with Race's Boombot. But like as far as lineups go, like people will find anything that they can use to help, like you know, right. something up with. And so I I'd be curious to know whether that mural was purposely put in for that purpose of lining up a Ray's Boombot, or that one just happened to work out really well. Well, I um, think the coincidences line up so significantly that it's got to be, de- uh, like, designed in that way. Because even on, like, Boombot on Ascent going through B-Garage attacking, there's, like, a little, um, there's, like, a little sewage marker or whatever that you go through. Then also on Split, all the manhole covers are lineup spots for Viper. Maybe for other ones, too. But I just play Viper, so I know this. Um, like if you stand on the manhole and then look up at this specific point, then that's the that's the lineup to get the molly at like a certain place. Well, okay, so yeah, exactly. So like when I'm playing uh, ascent on Sova, defender side on B, I can stand up on this little ledge. I look up to the right by this window. I go about three bricks to the right, and then I double bounce with a full charge, and it gives me the perfect arrow. And that has to be put in by the devs, right? Yeah, and same with the how a lot of the <laughs> ceilings. No, I I know what you're saying in that like, and that's why I think moving forward, maybe 
they are putting less effort into it because people just make their own lineups and those are like the ones that are accepted, you know? Um, but definitely in the early game, I mean, like on Ascent, on Haven, on, uh, Split, all three of those maps have lineup on Bind all have markers. Um, whether they're for Sova, like shooting the arrow through the top of Hookah, you know, they're like designed for specific things. Um, and they just are the lineup that you use. And especially with like the line for the headshots, that's definitely a marker, right? It's so you can know where the headline is. No, e, yeah. I, I completely agree with you in, in yeah. certain aspects, and I'm sorry for being so sarcastic with my, yeah. with my last statement there. <laughs> but um, I feel like lineups are the least like good example of this just because yeah. people choose really obvious things to make the lineups um, so that they're easy to remember and easy to spot when you're in-game. Um, but I completely agree with you, specifically with the headshot lineups. I think that that is... Um, absolutely put into the game there's a lot of features on the map that are at head height yeah well, i mean a like a dev literally came out and said that they put the boxes at that height in the game for that reason right like a dev made a youtube video on this right explaining that and i so think like that one that one is obvious like that one has been confirmed to be intentional yeah and i think during masters last year like at reykjavik um they had like a little mini documentary on like the dev team um and they went into, like, the whole process of they make the map and they beta, beta test the map before any, like, design is put into it other than just the layout. And then they add different things. So, you know, they see where the pressure points are and where things matter and, um, you know, uh, choke points and all of that. So... I'm I'm not surprised. And then they of course add like the voice lines too. Like the jet voice line is absolutely the game telling your team to play together more. Yeah, that voice line I think specifically um that you were talking about come comes when you've lost a round, right? It does yeah. come when you've lost a round. Right. Yeah. And it's like, hey, maybe we should play as a team or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know, Cass, you play a, a lot of jet. Yeah, you know um, the voice line better. Uh, I, I know that that is not the voice line. I know what voice line he's talking about, but I like yeah. played jet in probably close to a month now. Um, but it's something it along it the with, line. I hate to say it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely starts with I hate to say it. Yeah, and it's definitely it. And it's suggesting yeah, that you play I, more I as a team. I hate to say it, but maybe we should play as a team. As a team. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't... Look, I, I, I remember Alex and I kind of laughing about that one after, like, we lost a round, but, like, we definitely tried to execute, like, a team play. Um, So I know that the voice line, like, I don't know, may maybe it does try to take into account whether you're comboing utility with your team or not. Yeah. Um, but well, I think there's, of one... course, errors sometimes. Yeah, right, right. With, Just like, you starting this conversation by saying you and Alex were playing, it's very possible yeah. very little utility was used in that round. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> playing as a team. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so I, I think that it, it probably doesn't... tree together is perfectly valid. <laughs> I think it probably doesn't take into account whether or not you actually play as a team on the previous yeah. round. But right. I think that your point, Doobie, still stands that it is the devs putting an obvious like hey yeah. we're literally going to play this through game yeah. audio to you 
yeah. you're supposed this is supposed to be a team game. So yeah. as you were saying, it's it's the devs giving players um more of a like direction direction to go in how to play the game. And yeah. I think that that's super useful from the devs perspective. Um Oh, I do too. Not like you brought up the professional level a bit and obviously they know how to play as a team. They know right. whatever else to do in the game. They've stratted out all of these different um team plays. You know, right. they know where they're going to peek from, what angles they're going to be holding, all of that. Um, so they don't need that stuff. But it's not right. about whether the professionals need it. It's about you go into a map for the first time um, and this little icon's on the wall and you're like, oh, hey, maybe I should peek from here. Or like, right. is this a good angle to hold? I guess this is a good angle to hold. Like, right. you know, like it's just one of those kind of subliminal things that maybe you realize um yeah. Like, oh, there's a little icon here. I'll stand here. Yeah. I think it's definitely getting phased out because you see way less of this on the newer maps. Like, Fracture, I couldn't even tell you any sort of, like, meta that you can look out for. Um, You're talking, th- like, in-map in design meta. Yeah, in-map design. Um, Like, even on Icebox, I feel like Snowman is a little bit because there's a snowman there and, like you're supposed to kind of peek know, the snowman. I like out, though. Yeah, but I feel like that snowman is there for, like, to tell you people are probably going to be there. You know? Um, maybe, like, maybe that's stretching it a little bit, but in the newer maps, I see less of it. Um, Can we talk about how cool it would be if you could actually, like, shoot the snowman and destroy it? Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to shoot the head of the snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it you off. Can you can already nose off. You can yeah, already break the bottles. Um, I mean, just a really important tangent here is why can you not break the bottles on Breeze? Yeah. Can yeah. somebody please explain to me why you can't break the bottles? I have that question too. I, yeah, my favorite feature of any map ever in terms of just goofing around pre-round is hitting the little baskets on bind in B yeah. short where the little like poofs yeah. of powder come up like that's yeah, so much fun is... they need oh, to do absolutely. more like that yeah yeah totally i mean because they uh in cs they have chickens and bottles right that you can kick and you can shoot yeah, um, soccer chicken. ball too yeah uh no you can't kick the chicken oh but it, okay it's no yeah really you funny. can take um, the bottles you can i, I was watching bottles. yeah <laughs> i was watching a cs clip the other day and some guy died because there's a door you can open on like uh i want to say it's on inferno in cs there's like a door you can open and get into like a a safer area and this guy was trying to save his rifle and there was a fucking chicken on the other side of the door and so it stopped the door from swinging open and so he couldn't get away to save his (laughs) rifle that's ridiculous like i can understand why a dev wouldn't want to have that if that's an option yeah but yeah that's but it's kind of fun to shoot the chicken and have it like go that's hilarious Um, And then I know that people have died in CS because there's a soccer ball on Dust 2 when they're saving and somebody will just like run around and kick the soccer ball around. And then somebody pushing up to like hunt for the kill will see that the soccer ball is not in its default spot and be like, ah, I know where they are. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I think I think it'd be fun. I don't know how like if this would be a good thing, but I think adding like bombs like shootable bombs could be kind of fun. Um, it would definitely get annoying. Like if you're holding spike or something. You mean like a propane tank? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, that, that would be kind of rad. Yeah, that I would th- be cool in a map design of like some explodable feature. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. I think it could be kind of annoying, you know, because it's not part of it, you know. But no, I, I could also cool. just see, like, assuming they respawn every round, right? Yeah. yeah, I could just see the defending team immediately, or the team that they're disadvantageous to, just immediately shoot them. Well, maybe That's... they're not disadvantageous because think about it. If you're attacking a site and right at default, there's a big bomb. There's a propane yeah. tank. Then the attacker so will shoot that. The... Oh, oh, I see what you're no, saying. Yeah, you plant yeah. next to it. Like, yeah, maybe okay. maybe you, you plant next to it, but in that scenario, you're getting onto site. Maybe you shoot it because there's someone standing by it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you leave it, but then defending team can shoot it while you're trying to plant. Mm-hmm. Well, see, retake. I just... And then maybe none of that happens and a... Uh, you're able to play like backsite and shoot that propane tank to get them off defuse. Yeah, but I, I'm saying I think the defenders would immediately push in and just shoot it. Yeah. So well, but I what feel if they like... can't? What if you secured the site successfully? Then I'm saying okay, but like as soon as like, they get pre-round. to the point, like I'm saying, as soon as they get to the point where they might like think about tapping spike to like get the defuse off, in which if they if you've completely taken over site and they can't get back in, then it doesn't matter. Right, and that's one more thing they have to worry about. Yeah, it's another thing, and it and it destroys their crosshair placement. They have to turn and shoot that while they're not looking well, at where you could be hiding. So I and, think and it can have some health to it too. Like maybe it's a hundred health, so you don't just one tap it. Like you know, you have to shoot it a couple times. The problem and... with this is that I feel like the meta of the map is going to revolve around that explosive, and I don't like that idea. Well, you know, I could see like, it being. I could you see have it being to a gimmick guard... the same way every other map has a gimmick in it. Yeah, well, and what I'm picturing is sure. there could be different. Yeah, go ahead, Doobie, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, I I don't think it should like be on site, you know, like in reality. I think that would be too much of a factor to actually have on site. Maybe if it was like in spawn or something like that, and if a player is AFK, then you can just shoot the propane tank in spawn, and then like it kills them. That'd be kind of cool. But like, I'd be. <laughs> I'd be too worried that the meta of the map would be uh, either revolved around the explosive or just like a null thing where you just shoot it and then it's something you don't think about. Well, E, we're just talking about meta map designs. So <laughs> yeah. this, I feel like this is actually a really good idea to put on site. I think that the same way that on Ascent, the doors on site, uh, play a huge role in the meta of how you attack and yeah. that site and okay. retake. Um, it could Fair. play the same kind of role. Yeah, yeah, I agree, uh, and I think it's. I think this shows the uh, incredible power of having a raise main on this podcast. You know, of course, the <laughs> raise main comes up with an idea for more explosives, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that it, I I think it works better. Like, okay, the reason why I think the doors on a scent work is because you can't activate the doors pre-round. Because if you could... Maybe you can't I would shoot, shoot them pre-round. Yeah, sure, but, like, also... Like, this seems kind of weird, because, like, the door, I can't physically operate the switch to get the door down to shoot the door. Whereas the... um, The propane tank, like, well, what happens if I shoot a pre-round? Well, maybe like there's a barrier just, around it. Like, so what you're seriously saying is it's map. somehow much weirder that you can't pull a lever pre-round 
than it is that you can't shoot something. Like I don't, I don't really yeah. see you okay, can do because... damage to something. Like that seems like a bizarre line in the sand to draw right there. Yeah, there are invisible walls that I can't walk through pre-run. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, but I'm I'm saying I okay at least with the switch, like I you can't operate the switch for like I want to say it's the first five seconds of the round. Like, is that barrier going to exist around the explosives for the first five seconds of the round? You can pop the switch immediately after the round yeah. starts. Yeah, as soon as the round starts, you can hit it. Yeah, there's there's you no sure like about that? delay. You I'm sure pretty sure. That? I'm like 95. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Doobie. Yeah, I have I have no idea. Out. I've never tried. I have tested it out. You cannot. Like, mm-hmm. if any of you guys I'll, wants to pull a hour and give it a shot and prove I'll, me wrong, I'll take your I'll take cast. your word for it. I'll take your word for it. I don't take Cass's word for basically anything. So because there's almost no circumstance where you want to hit the switch for, like as soon as the round starts. So I guess that makes sense that we we would never have tried it. But like, yeah. I've tested it out because I've thought, oh, what if I just shoot that door immediately? Yeah. Right, so they can't use it to yeah, block so me off. Yeah, so they can't right? use it to block me off. Like, I've definitely, like, I've thought about that. Like, oh, it'd be great if as a defender, I could just get rid of this door. Um, now the one on, uh, I think the one on B, no, B side ascent Mm -hmm. is, that might not be something you want to shoot out immediately. Like if the other team takes mid, it might be nice to disclose that. Um, just to know like, oh, we don't have any kind of mid control. I don't want them to push through my market while I'm also holding off people on B site. So that one I can see the defenders maybe wanting to have around, but I feel like in general on a site like that tree that cuts off a site from tree, like if I could shoot that at the beginning of every round, like right off the bat, I would. Yeah, I understand that. Um, yeah, if we go back to to Doobie for a second, um, I want to say like when you were talking about your soapbox here with your with the meta, um, yeah you know, little things that the devs put in. Um, do you think that that's a good thing? Do you think there should be more of them? And where else would you see them implemented? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's definitely helpful for people who are just understanding how to take position. Um, I think it's definitely good for that. And so I wouldn't, like, take them out of the game. Uh, I think moving forward and keeping it a little bit fluid with uh, embracing a changing meta of the game, I think that's kind of a better way to go and not trying to tell people, hey, these are the positions you want to take. Because everyone finds new positions always, you know, and uh, that's a player-driven thing and it shouldn't be a dev-driven thing. because then it just turns into you're playing their game and you're not able to explore and find your own way. Um, I think it is fun to uh, put ideas out there. You know, say, I, I've never seen this one, but there's like a worm in Ascent Mid up high. Um, and it seems like it'd be a good place for a Silva Dart. You know, like a recon dart. Um, I I've never seen that, but I think having things that are just kind of up and around of like, yeah, this could be a cool idea, and just subtly hint at them. I think that's uh, I think that's totally fine, and I think that's cool. And 
I encourage that. Um, but it definitely shouldn't be like driving how you play the game. Well, I think, yeah, I think that people are always going to discover more. Yeah. So even if the devs do put something in like, yeah, say a little icon up on a wall, that would be a good spot for a Sovedart. Like, sure, that, that might be one thing. Yeah. But people are going to discover 30 other lineups that also work way better than that. Right. And that's fine too. Yeah. Um, so sh should they add anything like in a new map? You know, maybe, uh, I think that it's more of a sign that shows that it's just a very well tested map, um, that they them like the devs themselves could play it pretty well. Um, I think that is more important than any actual sign just the sheer fact that it's like super well tested and it's as good as it can be i don't know i like going back to what we're saying about with those like uh like propane canisters or like some kind of explosives <laughs> like, on site mm -hmm. um like i kind of like what Dibby's saying is that like how there are things around like i i enjoy playing around the gimmicks that they've added for the maps same uh, yeah like i I, yeah. I i think they're cool they're not they're not so important that like you absolutely must use them right i think the like, gimmicks yeah, are different kind of cool. i think the gimmicks are different than like the meta hints though you know like i wouldn't sure. say i wouldn't say the lot like the headlines are gimmicks you mm -hmm. know i would just say that's kind of like a a way to meta game is to be like this line is there so you want to aim at this line um yeah. well okay know. a question i have is they came out and the dev came out and said that the boxes were made that height for mm -hmm. aiming yeah. yeah because couldn't it also just be made that height so you can fucking hide behind them yeah well i yeah. mean he didn't directly say it's for aiming he said like isn't it convenient how these boxes are the exact same height as the character model? Yeah, it's it's fucking convenient because it's a piece of cover. Yeah. Yeah, but like it, it also, like I guess it, it could be taller. It could be taller, right. and it would right. still be covered. Exactly. He he definitely said it in a way that is like, hey, this is like this is helpful for lining up your crosshair. Well, that's something that they tested out in the be in the beta on split. You know, the boxes on mid, you know, just at the level. Um, you know, there's the stairs and then there's like the drop. Yeah. Um, there used to be just like a pillar that went up right there um for cover. And and then they took it out and then they added boxes. Um so they definitely planned for like specific height requirements and that sort of thing because they tested it out. They noticed that hey, this thing doesn't need to be this high. It's better for like the gameplay and every and just visuals to have it be the exact height. Also, you know those um, you know those kind of like shields that exist on uh, C Garage on Haven as well as like B Links on Ascent. Yep. Um, when you're peeking from B Links to Heaven. You can use that midline on that wall as a headshot lineup for when yeah. you eventually peak tree. And yeah. same thing sure, with Haven. Really? Yeah, if you're pushing out of garage, that midline on that like shield that you can break is a headshot line for peaking window. 
So on speaking of which, that has to be intentional due to the elevation change between the two. Speaking of which, That's on the cool. tree, yeah, on the tree side of uh of B links, like you know, so you're at A tree. Um, there's some eyes right outside. It's like a puppy, but it's got big eyes. And so that's like the peak spot. Um, right, yeah, right where the eyes are. Interesting. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that thing about the shields or the eyes. Like I, I feel like there's more, I only knew about the, like the boxes being headshot level, but knowing that there are things in the map like that, um, obvious, kind yeah. of that are headshot angles for different things um that almost has to be intentional mm-hmm. yeah and i'm i'm gonna come out and say that i think the what you brought up doobie is really cool because i didn't know half the things there and i think it's really great how valorant has has had this philosophy of you know the game isn't entirely about mechanical skill that like right. mechanical skill is vitally important, but if you want to take things, really dive into, you know, the meat of the experience, the uh, the agent abilities, seeing what you can, what creative stuff you can come up with. If you want to explore the maps, you can find some ways to use them to your advantage. I personally think that's it's super rad, and Same. yeah, and if they don't include that on the new maps, I mean that's okay if they're you know put a new spin on things, and most people are familiar with those concepts already, but. I think that's overall a good thing. I'd be hard-pressed to come up with a reason why it would be a problem to have those design details. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I I think it uh, makes the game better. You know, I, I think it's a really good game. And I think adding all the detail you can really really helps, a, helps out that case. Nah, this yeah. shit fucking sucks. I hate this game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give me, give me a new game. Let's change the podcast. And... Yeah. When's Valorant two coming out? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want like Valorant global like, offensive. Yeah, Valorant global offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'd be lying if I said I haven't been giving a little bit more thought to the whole explosive idea, and I just absolutely love it. I have uh, two ideas. One pretty standard and one really wacky that i'd like to get your thoughts on particularly doobie okay. first of all is that the barrels could have set spawns or there could be different places they'd spawn mm. and the barrels could have different like things that they do like one of them could be just an explosion and then one could be like a fire molly that does a lot of damage when the barrel explodes and one could be like a viper molly where it makes you vulnerable but it does less damage Right. Uh, what do you what do you think of that? So like the the way the what the barrel does varies depending on each round. I I, I don't like the randomness aspect of that. It, I think it has to do the same thing every single round. And I think well, it just to be clear, not every round. Just to be clear, what I'm talking about is that the barrels would have like a very obvious like color to them or something that they would it would be clear what kind of barrel that you're looking at it's not I, like I think it you would go into a site and see a barrel and not know what it would do like, I, I don't, I don't like the thing. fact that a strategy could revolve around yeah. an rng aspect yeah, i think they yeah. need to be the exact same every single round exactly yeah. I, I play xcom so i love rng but uh <laughs> maybe maybe they could be in the same spots and then have different effects or even that is pushing nope, it too far that's pushing yeah. it. okay well doobie what do you think as the guest um i'm with Cass on this one i think that for a map there should be a set spawn set effect. Well, maybe they're just. I like the idea of different effects, though. 
Yeah, yeah okay, I do too. So different effects just in yeah. different places. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe there can be items. no element. Yeah, there can be no yeah. element of randomness to that. Like if you have like a set strategy based on, let's say, it creates a fire molly, right? And you're like, okay, here's the plan. We're gonna go in. We're gonna we're gonna do this, and then later on, we're gonna pop this, or we're gonna shoot it so that it creates a fire molly in this area, and then all of a sudden, one round, it's just the sheer explosive. Like that would be bullshit. Yeah. Like I, whatever yeah. it is that it does, it needs to do that every single round. All right. Okay. You ready for my next idea? Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one. This one's a spicy one. So one of the reasons that uh, Riot has avoided having levels that are, you know, like truly multi-level, like like some levels you see in CS:GO, is that there are a lot of agents' abilities that targeting them or using them would suffer if there were multiple levels, right? Because like especially like Brim smokes, those are very difficult to. There's no option with the sky smoke to drop at a lower elevation, um, right. especially if there's a high and a low. Or uh, or with Astra as well with the stars. Oh, so, as well. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, yeah his his alt teleport right. Yeah. yeah Shadow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, the barrel idea though gave me an idea for a a way to add an additional level that wouldn't require any sort of utility because it would have a very special purpose. I think so I know I'm... where you're going with this, and I I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you do. Okay, so there so underneath the main level there is like a basement that is just absolutely full of like explosive barrels or they could they could really be anything for this, but we'll say explosive to start. So it's just absolutely full of explosive barrels, like a maze of them. So essentially like if anyone shoots one of the barrels, like all of the barrels go off. So like anyone down there is just dead. So, like, it's up to you if you want to try to sneak through the basement and hope that no one randomly shoots a barrel or that, uh, you know, they just don't know you're down there. And if so, you can get maybe there's access to multiple points from that basement. Maybe it's not just an in and out. Uh, and then, of course, as a defender, maybe you go ahead and clear that at the beginning. But then now that's unprotected for someone to push through later. So essentially, there's this basically minefield under the map that uh, provides, like, you know, this additional... Uh, chance uh, for teams to make. I think that's pretty cool, but there, I think there's also a lot of characters with dash or TP ability that basically gets them through that for free, and that or would be hard. Bait to, it out. Like, yeah, I'm thinking chamber of being able to, yeah. you know, be down there and then run. TP. Yeah, down there, yeah. and then as soon as they, they like bait someone to shoot it, but like yeah. that could be a strategy. Well, yeah. I was, I was okay. just thinking of your route, because if you send his oh, TP yeah. through, then it's like, you know, not even a problem. You're through every single time. I, I was also thinking of, like, as the attacker, mm-hmm. wouldn't I just go down and shoot one of the barrels, blow up that entire basement area? And now, I'm assuming it gives off a very loud audio cue, but, like, now the other team has to be aware that, hey... They've got another entry port that they... Yeah. Yeah, maybe it oh, could yeah. be configured such that there are like walls that you have to push through from the attacker side, so you can't shoot the barrels without going um, into the area. Okay, but then raise nade, ko nade. Yeah, I mean the thing is, if you're pulling yeah. out a raise nade or a ko yeah, nade yeah, just to enough. clear up some space for, for you, like yeah. that's a significant investment of utility. Sure, sure, sure. That 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 is a good point. Yes, it would be a a significant investment to just like raise nade that. Yeah. But 
a Yoru footstep is not a significant investment. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know when the Yoru yeah. rework comes out, but yeah. um, if you're just going to throw some footsteps down there to loud run, someone's going to probably Dude. shoot it. They either yeah. have to shoot it or expect that possibly somebody could be running down there. Yeah, this idea um, is an alpha. There are ways to uh, yeah. improve that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah. So, I, I, I've always liked the idea of a vertical map up and down. I do too. Offside in the middle, and then you yeah. raised a good point about how it's it's hard for um, like Astra and Brim to smoke those. And I think what they would have to do is they'd have to um, now if you play if you played Nuke in CS, which I think Doobie here would be the only one who might have done that. I can't um, think of what the map looks like, but I'm well, sure it, that I have. Offsides are stacked directly on top of each other. It's like the interesting aspect of it. Okay. Um, is B site is directly beneath A site. Okay. But when you pull up the map, it shows upper level and lower level side by side. And so I'm thinking the way to make Brim Smokes land in the ideal scenario or in the ideal spot, same with Astro Stars, while it might not work perfectly lorically with his Sky Smokes coming down, is it would show you the different tiers of the map side by side when you pull up your um your iPad or whatever. Yeah. And then you would yeah, just click in, you in the same vein. Yeah. There are places I can smoke as Brim that are under a roof. Everyone knows Brim's iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, you can smoke through roofs and stuff. Yeah, like you could yeah. smoke in the middle of B garage on ascent. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Didn't think about that. Okay, so yeah, then I think all the more reason for they could have the vertical stacked map and have you know the the side by side level one, level two, level three. Because I think it'd be interesting to have, like, defenders start on the upper level, attackers start at the bottom, and have to work their way up to get to one of the bomb sites. I do like that idea. Now, Hunter, when you were first describing it, when I said that I think I know you're, where you're going with this, you went in yeah. a similar direction that I was thinking, but not entirely in the same direction. Now, All right, I, let's hear your idea. My idea when you were starting to talk about this was, I don't know if this is, this is also an alpha. But say there is a site where the same kind of thing, there's a basement to it, but you can't access it until you shoot like a barrel or something like that. And the entire floor collapses and it actually changes the geometry of the site or like the, the layout of the site. So it's like the entire floor collapses and now you're in a basement level instead of um, on the main level. That's cool. Now, I feel like that could create some problems of like, oh, if you plant above and then destroy it, what happens? But that stuff can be figured out. Yeah, maybe there'd be a section that you could plant on the site that's like at the very edge of the site. And that part is can never be destroyed. And then under and like planting in the basement is also allowed. So like the plant spot is either going to be at the very edge of the site where it's not going to fall through or it's going to be underneath, which you have to blow it up to get to. Well, but what happens if you plant on the upper site and then the other team comes in and shoots the bomb to make the site collapse? Well, maybe where, maybe what what I'm saying is the the valid part of this. What what I'm saying is that the valid part of the site that you could plant on is not the part of the site that collapses, which is almost all of the site. So like, if you, like if you, if you think about like ascent, uh, a site, what I'm thinking is like from Gen 
to the wall. So like a very small sliver would be that part that never gets destroyed. And that's the only valid plant spot on the upper level. And then once you destroy the barrel, then the entire like basement is a valid plant spot as well. So you can limit yourself with the plant. Or thinking icebox on, uh, on a site or B site, I guess you have nest where maybe only upper level nest that's ground level. Mm. And you can only plant an upper level nest. You destroy it. You destroy the floor. You drop, and now it looks like a site on icebox, and I you see. actually have to go up to the level. I do really like the idea of interactive map features. Um, I think that brings a whole another aspect to the map, and it'd be really cool. For sure. So basically, long and short is riot. Please make explosive uh, content happen. Yeah. Uh, we need to see something with this idea. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. And like you said, yeah. uh, Hunter, obviously it comes from the Rays, man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I, Here I comes want the party. Blow more yeah. shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I want some more deep damage to site. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can expand it so yeah. it doesn't have to be ice for the deep damage. <laughs> some fire. Yep. Okay. Uh, Cass, do we have something maybe we can keep talking about with doobie yeah for sure hold on let me go and pull up the old word doc that is of course doobie if you don't have another part yeah, of this you want no. to, or something you want to revisit that we didn't address fully uh that was that was my soapbox you know uh currently the game has signs that you can build off of and that you can use to your advantage Sick, yeah yeah i think i think Congrats. i think we agree i like them um yeah. so Given what I've got on this list at the moment, Dewey, I'm going to toss two ideas to you. Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna pick one of the two of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Very other cool. topics on this list are like full podcast length, uh, sure. so we can't really get to them. Sure. Thing. Um. Okay. So the first topic here would be what are you best at in Valorant? And then the second topic option is what change, if made, you personally would enjoy. However, you know it would be bad for the game as a whole. Mm. Mm. Um we'll go we'll go with the first one. Okay. What are you yeah. best at, Valorant? Yeah. Um uh, you wanna kick us off then? Yeah, sure. Um let's I guess let's do it this one way where I say something that I think I'm good at and then I get confirmation yes or no from everyone else. <laughs> oh no, you, you want know. to open yourself up to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> all will. Fearless. Yeah, we all will. Yeah. Um, I was really that was just me projecting. I don't want to open <laughs> myself up to that. <laughs> no, well, that's that's what I'm choosing. That's what we're doing. Yeah, Chase, um, you're contractually obligated at this point, yeah. I guess, uh, has spoken. Yeah. All right. So, I think that I give pretty decent call-outs. Um, I don't know if I necessarily do or not, but um I try to, you know, I, I basically, when we're in game, I try not to give, not to say anything that isn't valuable information or, or we're fucking around, of course, but like, yeah, well, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Yeah. But like in game, I'll, I'll try to not use the words there or here or something like that or on me. Uh, uh, shots per- fucking fired. I feel yeah. personally attacked right now. <laughs> yeah, no, we're all thinking of the same person, and it's just yeah. because uh, uh, Doopy is specifically calling out Cash right now. Uh. 
<laughs> no, but but for real, I I do I do try to um, you know, say jet hit sixty B garage, mm-hmm. right? Like only information. Um, I say I'm way better know. at the information. The saltier I am at how I died. But then well, you that's... give too much. No, yeah. no, no. Like, the saltier I am when I die, it'll just be, like, two pushing garage, one hit 40, or, like, say, hit yeah, 40. I, like, the I, saltier I am, the more concise I am about what the information is. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, to add on to that, <laughs> I feel like a second, like, a thing to say about that is that when Cass is really salty about something, that, even though it's really concise and, and short, comes about four seconds too late. <laughs> Because he, to do discussing yeah. if Doobie is correct to just roast the gas. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that how all of these podcasts go? Yes, that is true. But, like, it, it, Cass will die, and then he'll take, like, four seconds to collect himself and be like, fuck, that sucked. And then be like, Sage hit 40. Yeah. Uh, Sage is dead. <laughs> yeah, last night we were playing, and I was the last alive, and Cass just kept yelling over and over again, you saw her. <laughs> no idea where he meant that. I didn't know what the cola was. I didn't know. It. Okay, in that particular instance, I genuinely did not know what the cola was for but that spot. On it the is, it, in that exact instance, it is actually better for you to say nothing because at the same time, yeah. I was calling out mid, 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 yeah. and he did I not hear. hear me because <laughs> yeah. you were saying you saw her, you saw her, you saw her. <laughs> okay, but it was she wasn't in mid. She was but like that call out under, is much more useful she was because like, I would have looked towards mid. Thing. Yeah. I can looked in the right direction if I would have heard Chase. Yeah, okay. You, you would have walked in the right direction, Grant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. The the context of the situation was at, what, Icebox, B-Site? Icebox, yeah. Icebox, um, B-Site. And Hunter is me. over kind of by, by he's yellow. By danger. In, he's in, in danger. danger corner. Yeah, he's in danger. Yeah. And he doesn't know where the last player alive is, right? Yeah. And so he, he like, pans over the whole area. Cass goes, you saw her, you saw her. And I go, mid, mid. She's, like, under, like, plant tube. Zone. In, in yeah, like under that yeah. tube zone, but like that's not under tube either. Because if I call under tube, you look under tube, which in this one instance would have been the correct place to look. But generally speaking, I don't want to say tube because that's not on the map where that spot is. <laughs> but you either have well, you either well, have you can our ping spawn last scene, or yeah, or you can it, ping last like, scene. Circling back a little bit, Doobie, I think you give uh, very good call-outs. Uh, oh, thank <laughs> I've never you. had okay. a problem with that oh, yeah. call-out. I agree. I think <laughs> you, you do a really great job with that, like, unironically, yeah. So I would agree yeah. with your self-assessment of what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I can't think of you giving any bad call-outs. Okay. So, no, no, I, I think, I think I that's I assume a, by yeah. that metric, then you're doing a pretty good job if okay. I can't think of any situation. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, and I, I'm always happy when people talk as much as they can if it's if it's useful obviously but yeah yeah uh, and i think that even if somebody is not providing a lot of utility in a game say like they're dead they can't if you're a viper you can't fucking put up your wall anymore but right. you'll still give out call outs which i yeah. think is really useful so even if you're if you're dead or you're not being useful you're having an off game like you're still giving good call outs and i think that's a that's a good thing to bring up for sure I'm like, I'll, like, when we're stacked together and we're, we're not a five stack, so there's some other randos in our party or game. Like, if I die, I'll try to, um, I'll try to watch one of their perspectives instead of one of you guys's. Oh, really? I never. Okay, well, I do that to calm if they're not. Right? Like, I'm saying, like, oh, 
like this um this raise who's not in our discord like saw yeah. somebody like saw somebody ct no that makes sense and like i'll do that to calm that to everybody else yeah. if the raise isn't like dead on top of her comms in the first yeah place. so you'll you'll die you'll go on to like the other person's uh spectating mode and then you'll be like she's there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I, I'm going to defend myself on the like the there callouts. It is relevant when like specifically. It's good if you ping. If you say yeah, yeah. there and you ping, yeah. then it's like right. acceptable. But I can only ping when like I'm still alive. It's a lot harder to ping when I die. You. Yeah. For, for uh, Cass, a really? single a single button press is quite difficult. Uh, yeah. He installed an app just so he didn't have to uh, change his audio settings in the settings. Uh, manager on windows sorry no he didn't install an app he went out and bought a piece of physical hardware so he didn't no, no, i haven't do done it. that yet i want to do oh, that. He, okay he wants to he wants to <laughs> yeah. so the, the whole idea of pressing m and then pinging that is a bridge too far for cast okay, no because we're, we're talking about this i play on rotating map oh we're After talking you're about dead, you just press m and you pull it yeah. up you look at the map oh hunter that oh, takes a while that, okay Hun it, that like that takes more time than like it, the, the time when it's most relevant for me to say like right there or right to your right is like when alex and i are both w keying the shit out of something and like i go in and i die to somebody in a 50 50 corner you're on a team too you can't pull up the map yes ping. because i died i died pushing in i guessed wrong on the 50 50 and I'm coming to Alex, who's right behind me, and I say, to your right. Yes. Then, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. To your that's right fine. is different. To that's, your right is different. Like, that like, is okay, way sure, more information sure. than like, there. Yeah. You saw her. Okay. Yeah. But, like, to your right, right is there, different. Right but also saying Alex, well. to your right, is better. Sure. I'm saying right there works as well for the person who's directly with me and just saw me die. And I understand how for the rest of you guys on the map who have no context, that it's a fucking worthless. No, right? and that's fine. I do that too. I'll, yeah, I'll say left, left, left. Yeah. But and that's only relevant to the person that I'm currently spectating or that is pushing in behind me. Yeah. And that's fine because they're going to peak left and that's mm -hmm. what matters. Right. The I have had that engagement. fuck me up one time though. I forget who it was, you know, like I don't even remember. But someone was like, to your left, and I turn and I get killed from my right. Oh. So it was a, <laughs> yeah. a call out meant for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but typically that engagement is happening. Well, because I play entry frag a lot of the time, so normally that that sort of yeah. call out that Cass is talking about happens on entry, and so if him and Alex are like on B site and I'm like pushing A or something like that, then it does fuck me up. I under yeah. I can I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um. I think that it is still more useful than saying there or you saw. Oh, yeah, totally. Because like, it is a specific call out that at least the person that you mean to call yeah. that out to is going to understand. Yeah, of course. But I, I would definitely um, – I try to focus on, like, how many words I say, you know, because, like, to your right is just the same amount of words as, like, Alex, you're right or something like that. yeah. You know, yeah, or which just is just that right? much. Yeah, well, I mean, is just that much quicker and more amount of detail. Yeah, and I, and I'll say uh, I I appreciate the concise callouts uh, that you've been talking about, Doobie. That that's a I would agree that that's a good, big strength of yours. Uh, conversely, to I don't know why I said that way. Conversely, to uh, Cass, um, the more like salty the I am, the worse my callouts typically are because. 
Like when I die, I'll be like, "What the fuck? No way!" Yeah, I'll, before I say I'll, any useful information. So I I'll appreciate the fact. Well, I will say that you were talking about like limiting what you say to being useful, and in general, like yeah, yeah, I, I can't think of a time where you've given a bad call out, and that's that's saying something. I definitely uh, sometimes say too much because I just vocalize my feelings before I get into the call out. So that that's a real strength of yours. Okay, this is a reference that I think no one here will understand, but maybe somebody listening will. Um, is Yuki Sonoda, who is an F1 driver, um, every time he gets really pissed in the car, will just hit the comms button and talk to his team and fucking swear at him. And I That's completely funny. understand that from playing Valorant. Of great. Instead of just swearing to myself, it's just instinctive that you hit the comms button and you swear to your team. <laughs> Yep. You know, like you want yeah. somebody to hear you be like, fuck, that was fucking bullshit. Yeah. And I just, I really, like, I, I feel that heavily. Same. And it, yeah, yeah. It, it was something that everyone was like, oh, this is like, why can't you just yell at yourself in the car? Um, It's different. It hits yeah, different. Yeah, I, from playing Valorant, I understand that instinct to hit the comms button before you say shit. <laughs> it's, it's not as cathartic if I just yell to myself. Yep. Yeah. However, you know, there's definitely, and I have been guilty of this too, is someone will be like in a 1v1 or like a 1v3 or something. And then you're just like, fuck, man, I was so, like, I messed up, like, just all pissed and not letting the other person just like zone in. Right. Um, I, he I hear that a lot. Yeah. I try not to do it. I'm sure I, I do it sometimes. Like I feel like yeah. everyone, myself included, is guilty of it. But it is like when you're that person, it's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. why we why were you there? You shouldn't have been there. You know, like yeah. it's just like fuck, I need to hear footsteps right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shut up. I feel that at the start of the round, too, also when people are, you know, just fucking around and chatting. Yeah, and as true. soon as, like, the barriers drop, I want to hear, is there someone pushing my site? Yeah. Um, and if people are still chatting, like, it's like, yo, Wait, yeah. you don't up. You don't dry peek that? Well, I'm... We know I, you I, dry peek it. Well, do I dry <laughs> peek it or do I jump peek it? Sorry, I, I, I realized who I'm talking to. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need to know. know no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to hear footsteps to know if they're coming into sight. I'll see them. <laughs> no, but like being say brim, mm -hmm. I want to be like, hey, are there people pushing here? Do I need to drop a smoke? Yeah, yeah because true. I don't want to waste a smoke on a site that, that they're not, not pushing. that they're not pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if it's like an angle that right off the bat someone's going to peek, I'll. I can smoke that immediately, but I want to mm -hmm. be able to hear the footsteps so I know, like, oh, do I need to smoke entrance to site? Right. Yep. No, no, I, I was just, I was just, you know, throwing that out there because I just, I dry peek the angle right at the start so I know if someone's pushing or not. Yeah, that's why I try to smoke you off as much as possible. So <laughs> it's for your own protection. Uh, well, you know, this leads very well into my, the strength that I was going to say for myself. So I think I'll go okay. next unless you want yeah. to say any more thing about, more about yours, Doobie. No, 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 please. Yeah, I think a strength of myself is that I play a lot of agents, and regardless of the agent I'm playing, I think I play off my utility very well, or I set the team up with my utility pretty well. 
And a big part of that is because my aim is not very good. At least it's not consistently good. I sometimes have dog shit aim. So I know that for me to have success, I need to use utility to put myself in an advantageous position. And this is going to sound like a subtweet at Cass as well, but I'll explain how it isn't. Like, I very, almost never, like, dry peak or ego peak, or if I do, I don't do it again if it doesn't go well. Uh, because I would rather be in a situation where my utility is making it uh, a higher than 50% chance that I get the kill than, you know, risk my aim being good. And with Cass, he plays agents that help him to get out of dodge and to not be punished by missing a dry peak or an ego peak. So for Cass taking those peaks, that's actually a really good thing for the team because it keeps the other team on their toes. And Cass very often can, you know, not be punished if he misses. But for myself, I very rarely do. I I don't often do something that's like, oh, well, that was a horrible decision given your utility. Like you should have used utility here and you didn't. Yeah. No, I think you'd give really good utility. Thanks. Definitely, especially like if you are playing a character like Killjoy, who you play quite a bit. Yeah. Um, depending on the map, um, like obviously, if you die, your utility is useless. Right. So right. I feel like you do a really good job at being like, "Hey, I put my utility here to slow this push. I cannot take this ori- like this initial peak because if I die, they're just on site." Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you get you get no value out of your utility. right, right. Yeah. So I think that that understanding, um is very useful and yeah definitely something that you're good at i will say when he plays yoru i get flashed a lot (laughs) i think that's a bit more of a you problem than a me problem but (laughs) or or a communication problem maybe it's a both Mm -hmm. you problem Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was gonna say that my best thing was ko flashing but you know (laughs) 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding Um, for for those of you who have not partaken in our games which you know i'm assuming as well Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if literally half of these people listening to this podcast have played with us. But uh, <laughs> the Chase is very good at using both of his flashes to flash me twice, specifically when I'm entering his jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll also flash like three enemies, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ideal flash when you're playing with Cass is as many enemies as possible and one ally. That one ally being Cass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, yeah, I mean that that game that we were uh I was playing with Alex and Alex and I I think I think this was an unrated game so we're mostly just fucking around. Um but the goal was to see who could get the most op kills on Breeze. Um and so Alex and I were pushing A caves on attack to take that fight behind right titty. Yeah, okay. Um and Alex was joking around. He's like, "Oh, Cass, you're so fucked. I'm just going to flash the shit out of you." And then and then peek while you're blind, and I was like, "Haha, I'm just gonna run in backwards." <laughs> I'm just gonna black pop behind me, and then 180s me, and then Alex big brains me even farther by throwing the flash behind, <laughs> so that I got flashed facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible! Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I mean, going back to what what Hunter was saying with like playing off your utility and. I completely understand that because there are a lot of games where I'm like, fuck, my aim is just not good. And I try to the best of my ability to be like, okay, well, I guess I got to use my util. But I think that's a really important part of the game of, you know, you don't have to be an aim god to assist your team. There's a Sova voice line talking, going back to what E's original soapbox about like the meta stuff. Yeah, there's a Sova voice line literally about that. 
It's like, even if your aim is dog shit today, I don't think that's the word he uses, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, even if your aim is dog shit, you can still provide utility to the team. Yeah, true. Yeah, shit, what is that voice like? I I I don't know know what that voice Um, But yeah, exactly. It's like, you're still useful, even if you're not, um, even if you're not getting those kills and, you know, aim dueling people. Basically the game telling you your your aim is shit, use your utility. Yeah. (laughs) I hate when I hear that line, so but I'm like, "Fuck, you're right." I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know, we got to make this. We got to make this yeah. eleven two like, happen somehow. Yeah, pouring <laughs> salt on the wound. Yeah. Yeah, you hear it. I looked it up. If you're not a good shot today, don't worry. There are other ways to be useful. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like it's definitely possible to do a lot of work for your team without taking the aim duels, and that's. Yeah staying alive using your utility as it's supposed to be used so yeah. flashing for your team uh smoking off common angles uh yeah and i'd say like in beaconing them <laughs> not that negative but <laughs> oh. a positive baby <laughs> I, yeah i was gonna say like specifically for sentinels right like you provide so much more to the team even if you don't take a single gunfight just by staying alive wait how does tens factor into this Oh, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was a chase-level joke, and it was bad. <laughs> that was so me that I didn't even get it. <laughs> like, I didn't get it until you said it was a me-level joke. I had to think about, like, where was the pun there? And I was like, oh, my God, how did I miss it? <laughs> that was bad. That was bad um, I tell you to go. I tell you to go sit in the corner, but uh, it's an audio podcast, so I don't know how much sitting in the corner would make a difference for you. I also have wired headphones, so <laughs> I'm kind of limited <laughs> in, in that regard. Your desk is kind of a corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, go put on the dunce cap and face the wall for about, like, a minute. Well, I'd just <laughs> like to bring up again, you know, since every time we have to shit on Cass, is that uh, Cass, you just said that it's really important to stay alive when you're a sentinel. Explain no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Chamber's, Chamber's not really a sentinel. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Chamber can hold off a sight hella well. You know, we were talking about uh, yeah. a, a split. I pop my ult and I kill everybody when they push no, me and they go well, to the other side. Sure, but I mean, I was I was telling you about a split. Like, if you're up in heaven there and you said a few good uh, TPs and, like, your defensive bots, you got the whole line. You know? Yeah, yeah. Say that again. Say that last part again there, E. What, you got the whole line? Uh, no, about the yeah, uh, defensive bots. Cass oh, very oh. frequently likes to not buy them pistol round, and then we get flanked and die. So, yeah, good call on that one. Hey, I want my I want my armor and my four shots and my head on. <laughs> hey, you're the one who just said it was really important for even if you don't get a kill in the entire round. If you're <laughs> yeah, a sentinel, utility. Your utility <laughs> yeah, is yeah. really important. Cass and so when you're a sentinel ways. and you don't buy yeah. the okay. sentinel Look, utility. You know what? I thought about adding the qualifier to that statement of, like, sentinel except, like, aside from chamber. And then I didn't because I didn't think we were going to get back to this. But now I'm really <laughs> feeling like I should have added that qualifier to my statement. Well, okay, but each of each sentinel really only has, a, okay, other than Sage, who is, like, different than the other three. Um, like, they only have one utility that's really going to tell them where shit is right like there's yeah. an alarm bot there's a slow mm-hmm. and there's a tripwire 
Yeah. And all three of there's those. There's also a turret for Killjoy. Oh yeah, there's a, there's I, a, I, a hunter. I said that your ping's bad. No, no, no. no Jason's saying there's no, one, no. one. Yeah, no. I, I, okay, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe Discord cut that out, but I definitely said turret before you did. As I as I was saying that, I was like, Kill, "What's Killjoy's third ability?" I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but those are the things that, like, if you're not buying them, then you're not doing the job of a sentinel. Yeah. So, like, I, okay, maybe maybe Cipher and Chamber are the most comparable since they both have one thing that's going to um, tell you, like, if somebody's there. Um, other than, like, I guess camera, but, like, you have to have set that up on flank, and, uh, like, that's that's kind of an odd thing to use it for. But if, if someone pushes through, that's that's what's watching your flank, right? Is a tripwire or, or a slow or an alarm bot or a turret. If you don't buy that utility... You're not like, playing you're, the character. You're not playing the sentinel role. Yeah. And sentinels can be snipers. Chamber is a sentinel and a sniper. You know, yeah, he's... I'm just saying, like, on pistol round, light shields, four shots in my headhunter, kind of nice, though. You could you could do it with two <laughs> shots. Kind of nice until you get shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah, do but if... Cass's argument is then he still gets four shots the next round. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Those light shields were kind of fucking useless, weren't they? Yeah. Okay. Fair point. Those light shields were kind of fucking useless. Yeah. Just just join the no shield meta. Just get by your four headhunter shots, and then buy your trademarks. But the but the the big thing is like like okay, specifically with the the headhunter, right? I'm probably trying to take a very long range duel because. Unlike anybody else in Pistol Round, I get to aim down sights. Mm. Now, admittedly, I'm bad with the ADS version of the Headhunter, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and also, it's guaranteed to one kill regardless, or one shot regardless of what you buy if I hit that headshot, right? Right. Um, whereas with, like, if I don't buy the shields for that, I'm opening myself up to be one-tapped by a ghost. And... Yeah, but how often are you going to be one-tapped by a ghost? Not very often. I mean, if someone's buying a ghost to challenge that long angle, and there aren't, like, I don't think there are many agents who can get away well, with buying a sheriff in pistol round because of how valuable other utility is. Like, yeah. obviously, Jet is yeah. an example of a character whose E ability is by far and away the strength of her kit, which you get for free. So spending all 800 credits on a sheriff is way more viable than, say, a Killjoy, right? Um, or like a, a sage, right? Like your wall, yeah. your slows provide a lot of utility. Um, not for going the wall specifically to get a sheriff doesn't seem like a very good decision. But Especially like in general, yeah, like in general, most characters can't like in good conscience forego their utility for the sake of buying a sheriff. And so having both the sheriff for a couple shots and light shields is such an advantage in peaking those long angles. Now, this is true, and however... And that nets me a decent number of kills. However... And even if, like, even if I just get a single kill, right? Like, th- there's a bunch of benefit to be had there. Yes, but one you're forgetting one tiny, uh, crucial detail. That, you know, you being a sentinel, 
you shouldn't be the one peaking the initial angle. You should be playing off of your duelist utility, your controller's ability, so that you're not taking a 50-50 gunfight. You're, you know, while your trademarks are watching flank, you're providing long-range support, ideally, as your team is taking sight. So you're not having a 50-50 duel where someone can head-dink you. Okay, but I'm saying it's not not a 50-50 duel because I have both the best possible weapon for the scenario and the most amount of shields I could possibly have. Well, if also, if you're going, if you're one v one, you don't take that fight. Yeah. Also, if you're one v one against a ghost, they don't have shields, so it's not like you need that extra sheriff like boost on the head. Yeah. No. But like, I mean, I, at that point, if they don't have shields, two taps to the body kills. Yeah, but uh, if you by ghost it's the same or yeah. like one one tap to the head kills yeah but it, i'm yeah, saying exactly. if i buy a ghost number one i can't have light shields number two two taps to the body does not kill yes yeah, so why don't you just buy two bullets of your head hunter shields and defense well two bullets is much less useful than four bullets I yeah but that. yeah cast get better aim Come on, you got it. You got <laughs> <laughs> this is a good point. You know, my counter you... to that is I don't have that much faith in my aim. <laughs> like you, you could do with two. You whiff okay, one, well, then I'm you get say, the headshot. Yeah, round. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we lose pistol round, I will often buy like a single shot or two, like as much as I can afford, and guarantee buying full in round three. Like I'll buy for my headhunter, and then just be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I can only afford a single bullet for this. But if I get the head tap, yeah. No, and in, and in all fairness, Cass, in all fairness, I think a, the headhunter is more useful on pistol round than your defense bots. Because, like, really, who's going to be flanking on pistol round? People um, do flank a lot of people, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel slaughtered on icebox pushing A because of the fast flank from mid. Well, I don't know. I feel like I would probably also... You probably don't need all four bullets, but I think that on pistol round, I need more than four bullets. On yeah, but I mean, on pistol round, you also have a classic. Like yeah, well, that's the advantage. I say like for ghost shields. Yeah, although we were arguing that light shields is arguably the most effective on pistol round because it increases time to kill significantly. Oh, drastically. Um, but still, I. Because I don't play a duelist, I buy utility on pistol round because my utility is more helpful for my team. And I think that if you're the one who must be watching flank, sure, if we have, if we're going to have a chamber and a cipher. Can you tracker uh, how many pistol rounds you stay alive for? Because if you just know. if you're buying all this and you die most pistol rounds, then shame. Admittedly, I'm not <laughs> great on pistol rounds. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can see that on Tracker GG. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't well, even know how I'd go about checking my live rate around. through pistol round. Yeah. Now, while you're looking into that potentially, do we want to move on to Chase with his uh, strength? Yeah, okay. I was thinking about it because, uh, like, my aim is not it. So when when I was thinking of, you know, what what am I good at that that's not aim, 
you know, the first thing that came into my mind was comms and then second, you know, utility. So I think um, you've got pretty good comms. <laughs> so we've gone, we've gone through both of those already. I feel like I try to calm a lot, um, especially in, in like solo queue when I solo queue and there's no one calming at all. I will yep. still constantly calm for everybody. Yeah. Like I'm constantly talking in voice chat, giving out call outs when I'm dead, when I'm alive for every person. Even if nobody else on my team is said a single word, um, it just feels weird not to. Like I want to give my team the most information they could possibly have because I want to win that fucking game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I wa- I was thinking of something that was not something that was already talked about, um, and I'd say that I think I'm pretty good at delaying site pushes, and that's a yeah. Uh, probably a product of the agents that I play. But I think that whether I'm playing Breach, Brim, or Sova, there are things that I do, and my main goal when the start of a round happens is if they're pushing the side I'm currently holding, I'm going to stop them pushing here until I can get more people also here to hold site with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to you know, recon them as Sova. I'm going to smoke them off as Brim, smoke and Molly most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to delay them, you know, 10 seconds so that they're just, we get some rotations over and I can give that call out saying, Hey, they're pushing like hard, hard a, and I have at least a couple more people than just me uh, on site. Cause my aim is not it. So I, I don't feel confident enough to hold that site myself or take that duel. I'm just like, I need three of us here to hold this shit. I'm going to smoke them off. I'm going to molly them off. I'm going to sh- double shock dart them so that they can't push in uh, until I get some backup. No, I think that's super fair. I think you're yep, really good at, at staying alive. Like, very often we see, you know, you're the last person alive on the team. Um, and you got those clutch opportunities. And, you know, I think you're definitely really good at controlling the map and keeping your life in your hands. Yeah, I think Tubi does raise a good point. I think out of out of all of us, you are most routinely last alive, which oftentimes does put you in an unwinnable situation, which there's nothing you can do about besides either run in or die or try to save your gun. But yeah, but that's our fault. Well, yeah. but I think also yeah. is that is that a good thing because there are a lot of times when someone's last alive, and I'm saying, oh, they provided no utility; they should have been here earlier. Right. Well, right. No, no, like, no, why no, are I they mean, always last alive? They should have been here taking a duel with me. Yeah, no, I mean, on realistically speaking, you know, if if you're holding, for example, A on Ascent, and you slow down the push with your Brim Smokes, uh, yeah, you don't, I was going to say something about Sova, but you don't really play Sova on Ascent, as we covered last podcast, so, yeah, you, you slow down the push with your Brim Smokes, you call for the rotate as they push in, you retreat to, like, tree or something, but then it's ideally the job of the duelist to then lead the retake effort, and if us, if me and Cass, if I'm playing... Uh, who do I? I guess I don't play Omen, but still, like with Omen, I don't really play Yoru. Well, you're not playing Omen much. if you're playing Brim. Yeah, yeah. You're I don't know. Either way, we'll. Either way, we'll say that me and Cass are playing more aggressive yeah. agents, and uh, we lead the. We both go in and die. Then at that point, now you know Chase is <laughs> screwed. Yeah. So, yeah. so like that is uh, totally fine when it comes to that. That you know sometimes that's just how it be. Yeah. 
I know, but like, I, I definitely see what you're saying is how, like, there's something to be said, like, if, like, you know, you're always last alive and you're looking at someone being like, oh, like, why weren't they there earlier? Or, like... I'm not doing that but, with Chase. I want to be... Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. I know. Like, God damn it, Chase is just, you know, being around. I'm saying I, that, I like, never when, think that. when you say yeah. I'm always last alive, that's immediately where my head jumps to, because when I think of solo queuing and thinking of the person who's always last alive, I'm like, why are they always last alive? Is it because they're not pushing the site that they're always holding? Well, Maybe we need to stack another. Right, well, another that's site. fair. But I think that you're also, definitely maybe, maybe seeing like action. They're like not first taking too. action. Maybe they're not. Right, they're just not I, being aggressive enough. Yeah, it, that's never possibly. a criticism I've thought of for Chase. Never. Right. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'm definitely. I'm better at taking action and then falling back and waiting for support. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yep. Which is not the support gets slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, and you know, knowing us, we're normally like, "Oh, let me run in with my knife," <laughs> you know. But but also, I like, I was I was thinking on split uh, specifically is that uh, like holding site on defense um, with breach is so much fun because I will usually play a site on split, and I will make the other team never want to push a site. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you they will the they will down. try to push a site. I will stun five players, flash them and then uh like aftershock them and they will be like fuck ever pushing a site again. And I think that's pretty useful for the team. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. they decide to push a site again, then I'm going to be right there with another stun flash aftershock and they're going to be like fuck this. <laughs> Why did we decide to come back here? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, your breach on split kind of nasty, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is the highest win rate I have with anything. Um, I only ever play breach on split, and I have like a 80-some percent win rate as breach. Nice. Yeah, which is wild. Yep. Yeah. That's super high. Yeah, let me just click on maps really quick, just because I got tracker open. Yeah, my my split, well, my split win rate is 60% with 17 matches played. So that's not bad. My my split win rate is lower than my breach win rate because uh, I will often have to fill smokes on split, and mm. I really don't mm. like playing brim. So I think uh, yesterday I was talking to Cass about this. I was saying even if we don't have smokes, I'm not playing brim anymore on split because I just can't do it. Yeah, I like, think that was this morning actually. But like same, brim same is not up. brim is not good on split, and I just I play terribly whenever I'm not on breach playing split. So I'm just going to play breach and hope that my utility can help our team without smokes. If someone else doesn't lock smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess I'm last up to bat here. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, I th- like this is like a subsect of aim here, which I, th- I do think is one of my better strengths within Valorant, but like, very specifically, I feel like I'm really good at target acquisition, uh, so. which is getting to target, which is why I really like offing, because mm. it requires me to not be precise enough to hit the head. And so long as I get to center mass and pull the trigger, I get the kill with the off. And I yeah. feel like that is by far and away my best strength in Valorant. And even if I'm using a rifle... Like, it is rare that I will get into a gunfight and come out with zero damage done. Yeah, like, I will say as much as I want to roast Cass, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, totally. 
Um, even if it means he dies and he's only done 40 damage. Cass uh, gets a lot of frags every game. (laughs) I will hit him. There's the rose. (laughs) But no, you know, Cass gets, you know, top three frags like every game. Yeah, I'm really disappointed because I was ahead of Unless he's last. (laughs) Unless he's like bottom (laughs) frag, but... Then you know something's going on. That rarely happens, yeah. honestly. Like yeah. Cast is up in the top frags most yeah, games. Absolutely. And I I was really disappointed recently because I was ahead of Cast for like a couple weeks. So, you know, I was like pushing gold one. I was like top of silver three, and then over the last like two days, I've dropped to the bottom of silver three, and he's at the top, oh, and, like no. pushing gold one. Yeah, so, I am. Oh, I am one fuck. game off gold at this point. Now he's above me. <laughs> <laughs> even though he outfrags me in every game mm-hmm. but that's not to say necessarily that I provide more utility to the team well quite literally I provide more utility yeah. to the team well okay yes but like you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it is really hard to quantify how much like benefit you provide to a team just in terms of numbers yeah right? totally because again like well at least me specifically I play two agents being Jet and Chamber who require you to get kills to be providing utility to the team. Definitely. Whereas you play characters who, rather specifically, you don't need to be getting frags to be providing utility to the team. Yeah, but you are still getting frags, which is very, very important. Obviously, that's, like, the number one goal is kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I'm saying, like, I, I just, like, I wonder what that ratio is, right? Like, I, like, if we put everything empirically, right? Like, how much, like, if we could quantify how much your your recon bolt does, um, or your smoke stew is brim, right? I'd be curious to see, like, just how much that accounts in terms of, like, frag numbers. It's just super hard to quantify, right? It, it is, but I'm saying, like, you, like, I, I'm thinking of, like, Breeze specifically here, right? Where a hunter's on Viper, you're on Sofa. And a site, you push in, hunter drops that diagonal wall that gives us access to that corner of site. And then yep. you fire a recon bolt through the smoke. And it hits on that back wall. Like, anybody getting pinged there is probably going to die. Yeah, because we're just going to fire through the wall and kill right, them. Right. And it doesn't, matter if, it doesn't matter if you get that kill or I get that kill. Maybe I get that kill because you have to fire that arrow and then pull your gun back out. Whereas I'm already looking down that sight line. Um, and so it's one of those things that's like, you know that kill in general utility wise is probably credited to you despite the fact that I'm getting that number on my scoreboard. Well, it's something that also we were talking about probably this morning um, was that I pride myself on getting uh, more assists than the Sage on our team. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Because Sage is often known for having the most assists because, you know, anytime um, a Sage heals someone and then that person gets a kill, it's technically an assist by Sage. Um, so it's like a lot like Sage gets a lot of assists but as Sova or someone I really like you know seeing my number higher than the Sage because it means that I'm using my recon bolt um, and you know doing chip damage with my shock darts or you know uh, droning in clearing an angle pinging someone uh, as much as I possibly can Yep. Whereas, like, I, I typically try to pride myself on getting the most, like, first bloods in a given match. Right, which I would say, yeah, getting first bloods is obviously your strong point. Because right. we, will end a, we will end a match, and you will have 
so many fucking first bloods. Yeah, it would be like seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, significantly more than anybody on the, like, our team, the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah maybe you're I taking that first duel, and yeah. you're getting a lot of them. Right. I, I'd be curious, and, like, what, what he was talking about, like, this to see how many times I lived during pistol round. Um, one of the stats that I'd really like to see is what my first blood to first death ratio is. Mm. Um, which is a stat that they give for professional tournaments, which I'm surprised that they don't have in, uh, like tracker because when you look at the stats for like champions or for masters, anything like that, they will tell you what people's first blood to first death ratio are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a really useful stat. So I'm surprised that that's not, uh, um, a stat that you can see in tracker. Yeah, like, I, I definitely like to see that, because I, I do think I am on the positive side of that, but I'd be curious to know, <clears throat> I'd be curious to know by how much. Mm-hmm. Or maybe confirmation bias, and I'm on the negative side of things. I don't know. All right. But yeah, um, that's looking like a wrap, unless anybody's got any closing comments. Dooby, do yeah, you want to shout especially- out? I was going to say, Doobie, do you want to shout out any of your social media or anything? Yeah, I guess so. I'm uh, Doobie Industries, D-U-B-Y Industries on all social medias. Uh, I just released a YouTube video, so come check it out. I'm talking about food, sustainability, and system dynamics. So, you know, come check it out. Uh, Yeah, live on Twitch every day, right? With the... uh, Yeah, basically. I mean, like, so I'll have... I, I'm not at the moment, but by the time this podcast comes out, I'm sure it'll be back up and running. But, uh, yeah, 24-7, like, background audio and visualizers on Twitch. Um, you know, like, uh, I got, like, stars, and I've got, like, a stream that I live by, and, you know, just good old, good old stuff like that. He's 24/7. a multifaceted man. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to say uh, just before we wrap up is that it's currently before the holiday season when we're uh, recording this, but by the time this is released, it's kind of mid, but we will be taking a a break for a couple of weeks. Um, I know I specifically am going out of town. I'm heading out Hunter's Way for a couple of weeks. So I'm very um, happy about that. I get to uh, meet Hunter face to face for the first time. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back sometime in you know mid January uh, with the podcast. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're hoping that everybody has a good holiday season uh, and get some good fucking rank games and don't lose too much RR. Yeah, and with that, uh, Chase, can you hit the uh, signature catchphrase? Because I was listening to it for the last podcast and I didn't say it well. I think it's up to you to say it. What? What's... <laughs> I don't know what the signature yeah. is. Drink with you later. Drink with but you I can't later. say it right for some reason. So you say it. You say it, Chase. Uh, all right. Uh, have a good time, everybody. Drink with you later. <laughs>